Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good afternoon and welcome to the Tuesday, September 13th episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. Um, Sorry I didn't get one out to you this morning. Uh, We had kind of a, well, my wife had more of a long night than I did um, with our oldest dog. She's 14 years old. Um, And needless to say that she's kind of my baby. So that was a little upsetting. I couldn't quite get my head together this morning. So I decided I would wait to do this. So I'm doing this on my own on my lunch break. So I thought I'd go ahead and do it. I want to make sure I got one out today anyways, whatever it is. I'm probably going to be pretty brief, just going to do the basic readings and some prayer. So we'll go ahead and get started. So our first prayer, as has been our habit, um, is going to be resting on God from Valley of Vision. Um, Again, there are links in the show notes um, to all the things I'm going to read today, as well as links to where you can go purchase these hard copies. I would definitely recommend a hard copy, um, especially the way the world's going. Uh, you're going to want to hang on to a hard copy and not count on being able to find it on the internet. You know, um, confession, I'm reading this off the internet because it's bigger print and easier for me to read, especially while I'm trying to record, but I would definitely recommend getting a hard copy. Um, so let's go ahead with resting on God. Oh God, most high, most glorious. The thought of thine infinite serenity cheers me. For I am toiling and moiling, troubled and distressed. But thou art forever at perfect peace. Thy designs cause thee no fear or care of unfulfillment. They stand fast as the eternal hills. Thy power knows no bond, thy goodness no stint. Thou bringest order out of confusion, and my defeats are thy victories. The Lord God omnipotent reigneth. I come to thee as a sinner with cares and sorrows, to leave every concern entirely to thee every sin calling for Christ's precious blood. Revive deep spirituality in my heart. Let me live near to the great shepherd, hear his voice, know its tones, follow its calls. Keep me from deception by causing me to abide in the truth, from harm by helping me to walk in the power of the Spirit. Give me intenser faith in the eternal verities, burning into me by experience the things I know. Let me never be ashamed of the truth of the gospel, that I may bear its reproach, vindicate it, see Jesus as its essence. Know in it the power of the Spirit. Lord, help me, for I am often lukewarm and chill. Unbelief mars my confidence. Sin makes me forget thee. Let the weeds that grow in my soul be cut at their roots. Grant me to know that I truly live only when I live to thee, that all else is trifling. Thy presence alone can make me holy, devout, strong, and happy. Abide in me gracious God. And now grace and trials. Father of mercies, hear me for Jesus' sake. I am sinful even in my closest walk with thee. It is of thy mercy I died not long ago. Thy grace has given me faith in the cross by which thou hast reconciled thyself to me 
and me to thee, drawing me by thy great love, reckoning me as innocent in Christ, though guilty in myself. Giver of all graces, I look to thee for strength to maintain them in me, for it is hard to practice what I believe. Strengthen me against temptations. My heart is an unexhausted fountain of sin, a river of corruption since childhood days, flowing on in every pattern of behavior. Thou hast disarmed me of the means in which I trusted, and I have no strength but in thee. Thou alone canst hold back my evil ways, but without thy grace to sustain me, I fall. Satan's darts quickly inflame me, and the shield that should quench them easily drops from my hand. Empower me against his wiles and assaults. Keep me sensible of my weakness and of my dependence upon thy strength. Let every trial teach me more of thy peace, more of thy love. Thy Holy Spirit is given to increase thy graces, and I cannot preserve or improve them unless he works continually in me. May he confirm my trust in thy promised help, and let me walk humbly in dependence upon thee. For Jesus' sake. Amen. And our third day morning, it being Tuesday morning, I know it's actually Tuesday afternoon, but we're going to do third day morning. It's called God, Creator, and Controller. Most High God, the universe with all its myriad creatures is thine, made by thy word, upheld by thy power, governed by thy will. But thou art also the Father of mercies, the God of all grace, the bestower of all comfort, the protector of the saved. Thou hast been mindful of us, hast visited us, preserved us, given us a goodly heritage, the holy scriptures, the joyful gospel, the savior of souls. We come to thee in Jesus' name, make mention of his righteousness only, plead his obedience and sufferings, who magnified the law both in its precepts and penalty, and made it honorable. May we be justified by his blood, saved by his life, joined to his spirit. Let us take up his cross and follow him. May the agency of thy grace prepare us for thy dispensations. Make us willing that thou shouldst choose our inheritance and determine what we shall retain or lose, suffer or enjoy. If blessed with prosperity, may we be free from its snares and use, not abuse, its advantages. May we patiently and cheerfully submit to those afflictions which are necessary when we are which are necessary. When we are tempted to wander, hedge up our way, excite in us abhorrence of sin, wean us from the present evil world, assure us that we shall at last enter Emmanuel's land, where none is ever sick, and the sun will always shine. Amen. And now, um, the uh, devotional. Wow, the word wouldn't come there for a minute. The devotional from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening. This is morning for September 13th. And the scripture for that is Psalm 84, 6. Who passing through the valley of Baca, make it a well. The rain also filleth the pools. This teaches us that the comfort obtained by a, by a one may often prove serviceable to another, just as wells would be used by the company who came after. We read we read, read some book full of consolation, which is like Jonathan's rod dropping with honey. Ah, we think our brother has been here before us and digged this well for us as well as for himself. Many a night of weeping, midnight harmonies, an eternal day, a crook in the lot, a comfort for mourners, has been a well digged by a pilgrim for himself. 
but has proved quite as useful to others. Those were book titles, by the way. Especially we notice this in the Psalms, such as the beginning. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Travelers have been delighted to see the footprint of man on a barren shore, and we love to see the waymarks of pilgrims while passing through the Vale of Tears. The pilgrims dig the well, but strange enough, strange enough, it fills from the top instead of the bottom. We use the means, but the blessing does not spring from the means. We dig a well, but heaven fills it with rain. The horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord. The means are connected with the end, but they do not of themselves produce it. See here, the rain fills the pools, so that the wells become useful as reservoirs for the water. Labor is not lost, but yet it does not supersede divine help. Grace may well be compared to rain for its purity, for its refreshing and vivifying influence, for its coming alone from above, and for the sovereignty with which it is given or withheld. May our readers have showers of blessing, and may the wells they have digged be filled with water. Oh, what are means and ordinances without the smile of heaven? They are as clouds without rain and pools without water. O oh, God of love, open the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing. All right. Our reading for today is going to be 2 Samuel 8 and 9. Uh, 2 Corinthians 2, I believe. Yeah, 2 Corinthians 2, Ezekiel 16, and Psalm 58 and 59. Now it happened afterwards that David struck the Philistines and subdued them, and David took control of the chief city from the hand of the Philistines. He also struck Moab and measured them with the line, making them lie down on the ground, and he measured two lines to put to death and one full line to keep alive. And the Moabites became servants to David, bringing tribute. Then David struck Hadadezer, the son of Rahab, king of Zobah, as he went to restore his power at the river. And David captured from him 1,700 horsemen and 20,000 foot soldiers. And David hamstrung all the chariot horses, but left enough of them for a hundred chariots. Then the Arameans of Damascus came to help Hadadezer, king of Zobah. And David struck down 22,000 Arameans. Then David placed garrisons among the Arameans of Damascus, and the Arameans became servants to David, bringing tribute. And Yahweh granted salvation to David wherever he went. And David took the small shields of gold, which were carried by the servants of Hadadezer, and brought them to Jerusalem. Also from Betah and from Barothai, cities of Hadadezer, King David took a very large amount of bronze. Then Toy, king of Hamath, heard that David had struck down all the military forces of Hadadezer. So Toy sent Joram, his son, to King David to greet him and to bless him because he had fought against Hadadezer and struck him down. For Hadadezer had been at war with Toy, and in Joram's hand were articles of silver, of gold, and of bronze. King David also set, apart, set these apart as holy to Yahweh with the silver and the gold that he had set apart as holy from all the nations which he had subdued, from Aram, Moab, the sons of Ammon, the Philistines, Amalek, and from the spoil of Hadadezer, son of Rahab, king of Zobah. So David made a name, of, name for himself when he returned from striking down 18,000 Arameans in the Valley of Salt. Then he placed garrisons in Edom, and all Edom he placed garrisons, and all the Edomites became servants to David, 
and Yahweh granted salvation to David wherever he went. So David reigned over all Israel, and David was doing justice and righteousness for all his people. Now Joab, Joab the son of Zeruiah, was over the army, and Jehoshaphat, the son of Ahilud, was recorder, and Zadok, the son of Ahitub, and Ahimelech, the son of Abiathar, were priests, and Zeruiah was scribe, and Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, was over the Cherethites and the Pelethites, and the sons of David were priests. And chapter 9. Then David said, Is there yet an, anyone left of the house of Saul that I may show him loving kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba, and they called him to David, and the king said to him, Are you Ziba? And he said, I am your servant. And the king said, Is there not yet anyone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the loving kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan who is crippled in both feet. So the king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, Behold, he is in the house of Machir, the son of Amiel in Lodibar. Then king David sent and took him from the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, from Lodibar. So Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David and fell on his face and prostrated himself. And David said, Mephibosheth, and he said, Here is your servant. And David said to him, Do not fear, for I will surely show loving kindness to you for the sake of your father Jonathan, and will restore to you all the land of your grandfather Saul, and you shall eat at my table continually. So he prostrated himself and said, What is your servant that you should regard a dead dog like me? Then the king called Saul's young man, Ziba, and said to him, All that belong to Saul and to all his house I have given to your master's grandson. And you and your sons and your servants shall cultivate the land for him, and you shall bring in the produce, so that your master's grandson may have food and eat of it. Nevertheless, Mephibosheth, your master's grandson, shall eat at my table continually. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Then Ziba said to the king, According to all that my lord the king commands, his servant... I'm sorry. According to all that my lord the king commands his servant, so your servant will do. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table as one of the king's sons. Now Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah, and all who lived in the house of Ziba were servants to Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem, for he ate at the king's table continually. Now he was lame in both feet. All right. 2 Corinthians 2. But I determined this for my own sake, that I would not come to you again in sorrow. For if I cause you sorrow, who then makes me glad but the one whom I made sorrowful? And this is the very thing I wrote you, so that when I came I would not have sorrow from those who ought to make me rejoice, having confidence in you all that my joy would be the joy of you all. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart I wrote to you with many tears, not so that you would be made sorrowful, but that you might know the love which I have, abund which I have abundantly for you. But if any has caused sorrow, he has caused sorrow not to me, but in some degree, in order not to say too much, to all of you. Sufficient for such a one is this punishment which was inflicted by the majority, so that on the contrary you should rather graciously forgive and comfort him, lest such a one be swallowed up by excessive sorrow. Therefore I encourage you to reaffirm, sorry, reaffirm your love for him, 
For to this end also I wrote, said I, so that I might know your proven character, whether you are obedient in all things. But one whom you graciously forgive anything, I graciously forgive also. For indeed, what I have graciously forgiven, if I have graciously forgiven anything, I did it for your sakes in the presence of Christ, so that no advantage would be taken of us by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his schemes. Now when I came to Troas for the gospel of Christ, and when a door was opened for me in the Lord, I had no rest for my spirit, not finding Titus my brother. But saying farewell to them, I went on to Macedonia. But thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ, and manifests through us the aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. For we are a fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one an aroma from death to death, to the other an aroma from life to life. And who is sufficient for these things? For we are not like many peddling the word of God, but as from sincerity, but as from God, in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. All right, in Ezekiel 16. Then the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Son of man, make known to Jerusalem her abominations, and say, Thus says Lord Yahweh to Jerusalem, Your origin and your birth are from the land of the Canaanite. Your father was an Amorite and your mother a Hittite. As for your birth, on the day you were born, your navel cord was not cut, nor were you washed with water for cleansing. You were not rubbed with salt or even wrapped in cloths. No eye had pity on you to do any of these things for you, to have compassion on you. Rather, you were thrown out into the open field, for your soul was abhorred on the day you were born. Then I passed by you and saw you squirming in your blood, So I said to you while you were in your blood, live. Indeed, I said to you while you were in your blood, live. I made you numerous like plants of the field. Then you grew up, became tall, and came into the age for fine ornaments. Your breasts were formed and your hair had grown, yet you were naked and bare. Then I passed by you and saw you, and behold, you were at the time for love. So I spread my skirt over you and covered your nakedness. I also swore to you and entered into a covenant with you so that you became mine, declares Lord Yahweh. Then I washed you with water, rinsed your blood off from you, and anointed you with oil. I also clothed clothed you with embroidered cloth and put sandals of porpoise skin on your feet. And I wrapped you with fine linen and covered you with silk. I also adorned you with ornaments and put bracelets on your hands and a necklace around your neck. I also put a ring in your nose, earrings in your ears, and a splendid crown on your head. Thus you were adorned with gold and silver, and your clothing was of fine linen, silk, and embroidered cloth. You ate fine flour, honey, and oil, so you were exceedingly beautiful and advanced to royalty. Then your name went forth among the nations on account of your beauty. For it was perfect because of my majesty, which I set on you, declares Lord Yahweh. But you trusted in your beauty and played the harlot because of your name. And you poured out your harlotries on every every passerby who might be willing. You took some of your clothes, made for yourself high places of various colors, and played the harlot on them, which should never come about nor happen. You also took your splendid jewelry made of my gold and and of my silver, which I had given you, 
and made for yourself male images that you might play the harlot with them. Then you took your embroidered, embroidered cloth and covered them and gave my oil and my incense before them. Also my bread, which I gave you, fine flour, oil, and honey, with which I had you eat, you gave before them for a soothing aroma. So it happened, declared Lord Yahweh. Lord Yahweh. Sorry, Lord Yahweh. Moreover, you took your sons and daughters, whom you had borne to me, and sacrificed them to idols to be devoured. Were your har harlotry so small a matter? You slaughtered my children and gave them up to idols by causing them to pass through the fire. Besides all your abominations and harlotries, you did not remember the day of your youth, when you were naked and bare, you were squirming in your blood. Now it happened after all your evil. Woe, woe to you, declares Lord Yahweh, that you built yourself a shrine and made yourself a high place in every square. You built yourself a high place at the head of every street and made your beauty abominable, and you spread your legs to every passerby to multiply your harlotry. You also played the harlot with the Egyptians, your lustful neighbors, and you multiplied your harlotry to provoke me to anger. Behold, now, I have stretched out my hand against you and cut off your rations, and I gave you up to the desire of those who hate you, the daughters of the Philistines, who are ashamed of your lewd ways. Moreover, you played the harlot with the Assyrians because you were not satisfied. You played the harlot with them and still were not satisfied. And still were not satisfied. You also multiplied your harlotry with the land of merchants, Chaldea, yet even with this you were not satisfied. How languishing is your heart, declares Lord Yahweh, while you do all these things, the actions of a bold-faced harlot. When you built your shrine at the head of every way, and made your high places in every square, and disdaining your earnings, you were not like a harlot, you adulterous wife, who takes strangers instead of her husband. Men gives, give gifts to all harlots, but you give your gifts to all your lovers to bribe them to come to you from all around for your harlot trees. Thus you are the opposite of those women in your harlotries, in that no one plays the harlot as you do, because you give away your earnings, and no earnings are given to you. Thus you are the opposite. Therefore, O harlot, hear the word of Yahweh. Thus says Lord Yahweh, because your lewdness was poured out, and your nakedness uncovered through your harlotries, excuse me, through your harlotries with your lovers and with all your abominable idols, and because of the blood of your sons which you gave to idols, therefore behold, I will gather all your lovers with whom you took pleasure, even all those whom you loved and all those whom you hated. So I will gather them against you from all around and uncover your nakedness to them, that they may see all your nakedness. Thus I will judge you like women who commit adultery, or shed blood are or shed blood are judged, and I will bring on you the blood of wrath and jealousy. I will also give you into the hands of your lovers, and they will pull down your shrines, tear down your high places, strip you of your clothing, take away your splendid jewelry, and will leave you naked and bare. They will bring up an assembly against you, and they will stone you and cut you to pieces with their swords. They will burn your houses with fire and execute judgments on you in the sight of many women. Then I will make you cease from playing the harlot, and you will also no longer give your earrings to your lovers. So I will cause my wrath against you to be at rest, and my jealousy will depart from you, and I will be quiet, and I will not be provoked any more. 
because you have not remembered the days of your youth, but have enraged me by all these things. Behold, I, I in turn will bring your way down on your, your own head, declares Lord Yahweh, so that you will not commit this lewdness on top of all other abominations. Behold, everyone who quotes Proverbs will quote this proverb concerning you, saying, like mother, like daughter. You are the daughter of your mother who loathed her husband and children. You are also the sister of your sisters who loathed their husbands and children. Your mother was a Hittite and your father was an Amor and your father an Amorite. Now your older sister is Samaria who lives north of you with her daughters and your younger sister who lives south of you is Sodom with her daughters. Yet you have not merely walked in their ways or done according to their abominations. But as if that were too little, you acted more corruptly in all your ways than they. As I live, declares Lord Yahweh, Sodom, your sister and her daughters have not done as you and your daughters have done. Behold, this was the iniquity of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters had lofty pride, abundant food and quiet ease. But she did not, sorry, but she did not strengthen the hand of the afflicted and needy. Then they were haughty and committed abominations before me. So I removed them when I saw it. Furthermore, Samaria did not commit half of your sins, for you have multiplied your abominations more than they. Thus you have made your sisters appear righteous by all your abominations which you have done. Also bear your dishonor in that you have made judgment favorable for your sisters. Because of your sin in which you acted more abominably, more abominably than they, they are more in the right than you. Yes, be also ashamed and bear your dishonor, in that you made your sisters appear righteous. Nevertheless, I will return their captivity, the captivity of Sodom and her daughters, the captivity of Samaria and her daughters, and along with them your own captivity, in order that you may bear your dishonor and feel dishonor for all that you have done when you become a comfort to them. Your sisters Sodom with your daughters and Samaria, Samaria with her daughters, will return to their former state, and you with your daughters will also return to your former state. As the name of your sister Sodom was not heard in your mouth in your day of lofty pride, before your wickedness was uncovered, so now you have become the reproach of the daughters of Edom, and of all who are around her, of the daughters of the Philistines, those all around you who despise you. You have borne the penalty of your lewdness and abominations, declares Yahweh. For thus says Lord Yahweh, I will also do with you as you have done, you who have despised the oath by breaking the covenant. Nevertheless, I myself will remember, will remember my covenant with you in the days of your youth, and I will establish an everlasting covenant with you. Then you will remember your ways and feel dishonor when you receive your sisters, both your older and your younger, and I will give them to you as daughters, but not because of your covenant. Thus I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall know that I am Yahweh, so that you may remember and be ashamed and never open your mouth anymore because of your disobedience. When I have atoned for you for, you, for all that you have done, declares Lord Yahweh. All right, Psalm 58. Do you indeed speak righteousness, O gods? Do you judge with equity, O sons of men? No, in heart you work unrighteousness. On earth you prepare a path for the violence of your hands. The wicked are estranged from the womb. These who speak falsehood wander in error from birth. They have venom like the venom of a serpent, like a deaf cobra that stops up its ear. 
so that it does not hear the voice of charmers or a skillful caster of spells. O God, shatter their teeth in their mouths. Break out the fangs of the young lions, O Yahweh. Let them flow away like water that runs off. When he aims his arrows, let them be as headless shafts. Let them be as a snail which melts away as it goes along. Let the miscarriages of a woman which never behold the sun. Oh, sorry. Like the miscarriages of a woman which never behold the sun. Before your pots can feel the fire of thorns, he will sweep them away like with a whirlwind, the living and the burning alike. The righteous will be glad when he beholds the vengeance. He will wash his feet in the blood of the wicked. And men will say, surely there is a reward for the righteous. Surely there is a God who judges on earth. All right, let me take a quick sip of water. All right, our last reading for the day here is Psalm 59. Deliver me from my enemies, O my God. Set me securely on high away from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from workers of iniquity, and save me from men of bloodshed. For behold, they have lain in wait for my soul. Fierce men, fierce men launch an attack against me, not for my transgressions, nor for my sin, O Yahweh. For no guilt of mine, they run and set themselves against me. Arouse yourself to meet me and see. You, O Yahweh, God of hosts, the God of Israel, awake to punish all the nations. Do not be gracious to any who are treacherous in iniquity. They return at evening, they howl like a dog, and go around the city. Behold, they pour forth speech with their mouth. Swords are in their lips, for they say, Who hears? But you, O Yahweh, laugh at them. You mock all the nations. Because of his strength, I will watch for you, for God is my stronghold. My God in his loving kindness will approach me. God will let me look triumphantly upon my foes. Do not slay them, or my people will forget. Make them wander about by your power, and bring them down, O Lord, our shield. On account of the sin of their mouth and the word of their lips, let them even be caught in their pride, and on account of curses and lies which they utter. Destroy them in wrath, destroy them that they may be no more, that men may know that God rules in Jacob, to the ends of the earth. They return at evening, they howl like a dog, and go around the city. They wander about for food, and growl if they are not satisfied. But as for me, I shall sing of your strength, and I shall joyfully sing of your loving kindness in the morning. For you have been my stronghold and a refuge in the day of my distress. O my strength, I will sing praises to you, for God is my stronghold, the God who shows me loving kindness. Amen. All right, that is our reading for today. Um, awful lot of chapters, so it took a little longer than I thought it was going to. Um, I, I pray that uh, the reading I've done today would uh, definitely benefit you, would edify you, would equip you, would help you focus more on the word um, and help you to get your head out of the things of this world. Uh, I know that's tough. Um, I have the same problem, but um, I would hope your exposure to the word through this podcast and to the prayers and the devotional and all would assist you in that. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And uh, may God bless you. Um, as I've said before, do all that you do today for the glory of God. See you later.